Everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the the best man to my ordained minister, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. It's I, we, we were in a wedding. Yeah, I gave a speech. I did too. And I wrangled a dog. You did wrangle a dog, guys. Friend of the pod. Sorry, Nate Lauch is here too. Nate, hi. Nate was the 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 man who giveth the church and reception. Honestly, space. yes, he, you provided the venue, so yeah, thank you. Still don't like what you just said. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Charlie Young mm-hmm. got married. Chucky Chuck. Yeah, got he hitched. got married, guys. To, all, to to Taylor Deutsch, who has also been on the podcast. Yes, before. and uh, and so we're so happy for them. And I was honored to be the officiant. And Nate provided the space and was super helpful in giving me a microphone. Uh, thank you. Buddy. By the way, I'm not going to lie. You made me nervous at this wedding. You okay, made hold me on. And really, then Brad was really the best nervous. man who gave just a bad speech. But other than that, uh, this is my business. This is my area. I showed up. Area. The, the the ceremony was supposed to start at three, and I got there at three oh one. Yeah, but the, but then when did it start? Yeah, but still, you don't you don't operate like that. Yeah, but but you don't you don't get to do that. It's like, but when did it start? It started at three thirty because everyone else was late. Exactly. Yeah, but but <sighs> you're all welcome. Mm. Hey, it's a movie podcast, guys, where we talk about movies and weddings. <laughs> hey, what's your favorite wedding movie of all time, Brad? Ooh, that's a good question. Is um, it The Wedding Singer or is it Wedding Crashers? Oh, Wedding Crashers. Or is it The Graduate? I'm, I'm picking The Wedding Crashers. I think I think Wedding Crashers is the funnier one, but I yeah. think I like Wedding Singer more. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why? It's very charming. Uh, I think Adam Sandler's great in it. Drew Barrymore yeah, they, have, have, have a spectacular chemistry. Agree. Both are great films. But. Yeah, I think I, I just like Wedding Singer I'm more. I'm going Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Okay. All right. I'm not. It's a terrible movie. I, I mean, a lot of a lot of rape still vibes. fits the Whoa. bill. I'm not joking. It's very rapey. Rude. Yeah, it's from the f- 20s. I don't know. It was made a long time ago. Um, guys, what's your favorite chocolate memory? Oh gosh, um, I think I think probably uh, when I went to Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and I got sucked up into the pipe. Augustus Gloops. Yeah. You you remember that? I thought you repressed that traumatic event. <laughs> no, I made it out, and I'm here, and I'm ready to talk about it. Nate, what's your favorite chocolate memory, buddy? Mm, chocolate. <laughs> the movie, the movie chocolate. chocolate is your favorite chocolate and memory. The, the only reason I'm saying this is because I, Ben Conowitz, brought the sponsor this time. Yeah. This is this is throwing me for a loop. I don't know what to do here. I. Uh, and and I wish I had a better thing to say than what's your favorite chocolate memory, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah it's not like I, that's in my diary. Yeah, like, yeah like you're kind of bad at this. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. This will be the last time you guys get treats from me. Um, <laughs> Colt's Chocolates is our sponsor today uh, because we had a Willy Wonka themed uh, party at the arcade and they provided a bunch of chocolate and we've got some left over. Dirk Peterson is a good buddy of mine and he's got uh, Colt's Chocolates available nationwide now. And uh, guys, I want you to try these things. These are uh, Marble McGee's Bumblebees. Uh, <laughs> what? What? Say it again. Sorry, it says. Oh, sorry, Mar- Marie. Sorry, M- Marie McGee's. What did you just say? Marble, Mar- Marble <laughs> McGee's bumblebees. <laughs> well, it's 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 Marie McGee's bumblebees. Oh, okay. That's exactly what's on the package. All right. It's uh, it's it's chocolate caramel and pecan, mm-hmm. and it's milk chocolate. Yeah. And I'd like you to try it and just let me know what you think. Now, how is this associated with the Indianapolis Colts? Because I'm a not, Bears fan, not at all. So no. I like the Bears. I don't like the Colts. Not even. A so little. there's not even like little pieces of football in here. <laughs> little pieces of football. <laughs> Let's so, little footballs. <laughs> if if you want to try this, you can actually go to coltschocolates.com oh, yeah. and you can order online. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it's also in some stores, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, mm. available. I think it's actually in Whole Foods now. Mm. Um, so these are like the Fannie Mae turtles, the Pixies. 
Man, I'm looking at their website, that. and they have a, you can order a chocolate ganache fudge pecan brownie. Does anybody want to do that and Whoa. send it to me? Yeah. It's I'll, I'll $37. I'll call I don't spend I'll tell you, To tell you how good this is, too, uh, uh, another friend of the pod, Alex Pappas, apparently, because hey, his, his son came to the party, and he snuck a piece of candy from his, his goodie bag, and he was like, what the hell is this? He's like, this is really good. This is way too good for kids to have. <laughs> he literally uh, put it on Facebook. He's like, um, yeah, but you went to a kid's party. This is adult chocolate. Like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is really good. So it's, it's Don't waste this on your kids. It's gourmet chocolate, but for honestly, for a fair price. Like It's really well-priced for what it is. It's, it's truly delicious. Colt's Chocolates, check them out. And honestly, I'm going to say this is our maybe our first legitimate sponsor. Uh, and it's kind of a dual sponsor this time because guess who else sponsors the show? I'm not joking. Uh, Charlie's uh, 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 other best man, right? Seth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth Swanson. We're going to call him a friend of the pod. Yeah. You call him Swanny. Swanny. Yeah, Swanny. Uh, dropped off all of the extra beer from the bachelor party. Oh. Gave me a bunch of Bud Light. So he technically, him and Colt's Chocolates actually provided real value for free. They are true sponsors of the podcast. Okay, but you're also on like a... Uh... A weight loss journey. Oh, this is not going well. Yeah, that's not good. That's just no. like, yeah. No, at least it's light beer. I'm actually down 12 pounds. Hey, yeah, I've never been more proud of you. We still got a like a what a, a, a week and a half until the, the weigh in. We got about one week. One week. Yeah, we're in a guys. This is a movie podcast. Let's get back on track here a little bit. But I will say we are in a weight loss challenge again. I'm betting everybody. I'm uh, betting 57 people. This, this is the best. Our listeners need to know this. How much money do you have on the line? Twenty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> What? Why is that funny? Because <laughs> you're going to lose twenty. I'm not going to lose twenty eight thousand dollars. I'm taking it seriously this time. I bet you. I, 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 as you I just ate chocolate, as you just had a chocolate. I, I'm sorry. There's still four fifths of this left. Is it really? Yeah, I just. Well, bit don't it. waste it. <laughs> such it's an delicious. Asshole. Maybe maybe you'll you lose like half of it. I'm not. No, I'm not going to lose. It. I'm going to win the whole thing. Wow. Uh, I mean, buddy, just. Aim for like fourteen thousand no, dollars. No. Like you only want to lose fourteen. I'm not only a two hundred day thing. Like I mean, I've got till my birthday, July twenty eighth, to do this. Not only am by I, the way, did you specifically end uh, it at your birthday? Oh, of course. <laughs> that night I'm gonna go get so drunk I might die <laughs> and eat lots of food and then of poop. Course. Oh, yeah, wow. it's all gonna be. So dead. put Buffalo Wild Wings on his pizza <laughs> and dip it in Jack Daniels with the bone and everything. Yeah, yeah like no one call me for a week. <laughs> I'll be in the bathroom. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I did plan this out so that we have two hundred days ending on my birthday. And not only am I not going to lose any money, I'm, there's a, there's also money I can win. So I, I can win like $1,000. Or lose 28000 Or lose 28000 Yeah, no, Yeah, uh, You know, 50-50, one, one or the other. Yeah, I'm not good at math. Well, when uh, after that, so on your birthday, I will order us some chocolate ganache fudge pecan brownies from oh. Colt's Chocolates, and we will, we uh, will partake we will together. Partake. I will love it. Wonderful. Love it. Hey, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, me personally? Yeah, or, or like, I don't know, impersonally. <laughs> Nate? You want to feel this one? (laughs) (laughs) Bailey's here and Brittany's here, by the way, our our lovely girlfriends, and they are laughing at us. Not with us, but at us right now. Uh, The Post, Brad. Oh. It's a sequel to The Postman. You got to sign this, yeah? Yes, I believe you gave it to me. Yeah. It's uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Yes. And it stars uh, Meryl Stripe. No, don't do that. And to Put me, some respect on that name, all right? Uh, so I'm pretty sure everybody knows what this movie is, but it's uh, the uncovering of the uh, 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 Pentagon Papers uh, by the New York Times and the New York Post back in 1971. Um, is it the Washington Post? Sorry, is it the Washington Post? I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, I assume it's the Post. I'm gonna yeah. say it's the New York Post. I can't imagine it's the New York Post. I'm not sure that they're really big on the revealing Vietnam 
conspiracies and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. it was a different paper. It was a different time. They're kind of more like, oh, Big Bozo foils New York plan. <laughs> okay, Mulaney, <laughs> calm down. Uh, but no, I, yeah, you're, it's, I'm sure it's the Washington Post. I didn't really catch it. Uh, wasn't huh. really, it is the Washington Post. wasn't yeah. really paying attention. I will tell you that watching Meryl Streep act with, uh, against or, or in, in the scenes with uh, uh, Tom Hanks, it, it is truly a masterclass watching two legitimate all-timers, right, do this. It, it was absolutely incredible. Um, there's a scene at a restaurant where they have like a breakfast meeting and he, Tom Hanks says, don't put your finger in my eye, you know, talking about how he's the editor of the paper and she owns the paper and it, it got a little heated and the back and forth just was truly fun to watch. Honestly, I rewound that scene and watched it a couple of times just because it was, I don't remember the last time I was so engrossed in just watching two people talk. Uh, it was just really incredible, and there's you, a lot of that in that movie. It's like one of those scenes where you watch the two actors, and you're like, I think they have a future in this. <laughs> Honestly. And it was a long take. And so this is two actors at the top of the game, and it's probably like a three, four-minute scene, mm -hmm. and, and they just kind of casually pan the camera back and forth. There's no cuts. And it was just really well done. And I think that's some of the brilliance of Steven Spielberg is he knows when to just let the camera be oh, yeah. and kind of let his actors do their thing. Not a lot of blocking, not a lot of staging, right? Just two actors at the top of their craft. So that was really cool. Um, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are in a lot of scenes together. And yeah. that's, you know, for me, that's Mr. Show with Bob and David. And David Cross sporting the world's best comb over mm -hmm. that I've ever seen in my entire life. And Bob Odenkirk looking old. <laughs> you know, and this is 2017. So he, this is pre-nobody. He yeah. looked obviously better in nobody than he looked here. And he's had a heart attack since then. Yeah, since so. then. He looks even better. <laughs> better than Jeremy Renner anyway. So it's been... Wow. Oh, is that just mean? Wow. No, he's I mean, going to be fine. It's just a little... Yeah, but he like, broke like 190 bones. 32. All right? There are 206 bones in the human body. He broke like an eighth of them. Oh, boy. Wow. He's got. Wow. He's an Avenger. You know he's going to be fine. You know what? Longtime listener, Jeremy Renner, I'm really sorry for what you're <laughs> yeah, doing. Yeah. I mean, at first the app gets shut down, and now this. So. <laughs> that's even... That's still I am so joke. sorry. Anyway, the post. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's fantastic. It's very good. You were you were trying to uh, to flex on it a little bit. I think in our text thread, you were being a little bit of a dickhead about what, it. What did I say? You were like, like, guys, did you know the the government lied to us about Vietnam? No, that was just a stupid thing. Oh I, yeah, I, it was a very stupid thing. No, I saying. wasn't trying to be like snarky about it. I was just like, oh, it's a, it's a movie. It's not what it sounded like. Okay, whatever. It's not what it sounded like. Well, it's just a text message, Brad. Calm your calm yourself down. Some text Nate Labs, how about you, buddy? What started what's fires? What's the last movie I made you watch? So. You have a thing with Listen. alligator movies um, because you've also assigned me Craw. If you oh, that's right. true. I actually um, forgot that I had done this. And then me. you've also assigned me another Bill Pullman movie. What was that? Independence Day. While you were sleeping. Oh, oh yeah. And there was a lot of alligators in that yep. one. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, these are two worlds combining. Uh, so Bill Pullman and a crocodile or alligator. I don't even know. I think it's a crocodile. Um, it's the Washington Post. And so I was, uh, I was, I was given the movie Lake Placid, which is what well, came out maybe ninety seven or so. Is that right? I think ninety six. Ninety six. So right after Independence Day, Bill Pullman. Yep. Right. It's a fun movie. It's fine. I, 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 I didn't dislike it. I like to tease you. Nineteen ninety nine for Lake Placid. Oh, okay. nice. What did you think of Brendan Gleeson? He was fun. Brendan Gleeson has the worst southern accent out of, <laughs> i mean honestly at times wasn't even trying wasn't wasn't even attempting it but then at times he would like you would try to do like a y'all or something like that um and then at other times like clearly you're an irishman like you know i don't know there's different dialects <laughs> so, also, did you like when he went for a swim and his ears just did all the swimming <laughs> Uh, so uh there i watched this with my boys so i've got a 12 and uh a 10 year old uh uh, boys and my 12 year old is really into film and so his name's Finn and so we were watching this together and again they're, they're young right and so 
the first Iron Man is like ancient for them, right? And so, and that's two thousand eight. Yeah, exactly. It's before he was born, and so, um, and so he's like, uh, Dad, look, look, look at that crocodile. Do people think that looked real? Like you know, because it Damn. was, it was so bad. It was so you know, bad. You know what, Finn? Yeah. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Actually, I'm not even sure we did. <laughs> we did. Even, even in 1999, no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure we didn't. So they created this, right? They they have this like you know real big crocodile they create and they use it in different scenes, um, and then uh, they do CGI for the other parts. The CGI gets rough. I'm telling you, it's yeah, rough. It's um, but and then uh, as as you guys know. Um, <laughs> Uh, my kids hate movies with any animal that dies. They just can't do it. Um, Even so, a cow? Yes. So my youngest son's like, Dad, the cow's not going to die, is he? <laughs> it's not going to die, right? And I said, I think he's going to die, son. You know? He's like, no, he's not going to die, right? I'm like, I think you need to prepare yourself. I think this cow's going to die. The crocodile is going to eat the, you know? And so they never show the crocodile yeah. eating it um so that helps so we've uh settled that it actually but swam to the shore they were away. they were fine with the crocodile dying i think so i wow. mean it's the villain wow. right it's the, it's yeah, he's the, the monster he's well, people right. wow um betty white's funny um she made me laugh quite a bit in there what about oliver platt oliver platt is fun in this actually so the, the crazy thing about this is it's not a great film yeah. it, it's an okay film it, it's not a great film but the cast is actually really who's, good. It's kind of a who's who. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. So, uh, and, it, and I think it's written by David E. Kelly um, of TV fame. David Allie e. Kelly. McBeal. Yeah. And so. Um, hey, we people were having fun making this movie. Yeah, I could tell. What looks better, the dancing baby from Allie McBeal or the alligator crocodile from Ooh. Lake Placid? The alligator. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely the alligator. alligator. That yeah, baby alligator. looks terrible. Yeah, sure. Baby yeah. is horrifying. Yeah, yeah but. That but baby's also 24 years old. Certainly, though. <laughs> certainly only parts better not like you know we're not we, we haven't advanced fully into cgi where it is today so i like to crawl better no crawl's crawl's the better movie for sure i think that i have more fun watching lake plaza just because how silly it is yep it is silly for sure uh brad how about you what'd you watch this week buddy well i was supposed to watch a movie called uh hidden life uh, but we did our assignments pretty late this week uh and i'm pretty busy i got an arcade i got a gutter business uh, I run did a, you not a junk the, junk you, removal did you, business. Did you not watch the movie? Uh, I, I was the best man at a wedding. I don't know if you guys heard about that. I, I was efficient. Wait, wait, at the, at yeah, the same but, wedding. but we we all had stuff to do. I mean, yeah. I, I literally worked. So this let me morning. ask you, how was, how long were you guys' movies? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't matter. It two, does matter. Two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. My, my, Lake Placid is. Four hours. It's essentially a mini series. That's not even true. Lake Blast was the post four is hours. Two hours would be way minutes. worse. Yeah, I know how long the post is. So, so, he so how long is your movie? My movie was apparently two hours and fifty four minutes. Of so, wonderful you, cinematography. You didn't no. have an additional forty minutes, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, just, I, I didn't have enough time. To, for those of you that don't know, no, 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 no. You had enough time. You chose not to use no. your time. You chose time. to do other things. Well, no, no. I mean, I chose to do things that I had to do for my job because I have a bunch of Sundance movies to watch, and so that's how I'm making I up for not watching this movie. I saw you being like a vampire or something on Friday night. That was before the movies were even assigned. <laughs> we didn't. We assigned the movies the next day. So, if so, you so Bachelor Party Drunk Batman Dracula Brad mm-hmm. was not assigned a movie as of yet. Correct. Okay. It right. happened the next day. You so. know what, buddy? I'm going to give you a pass. No, I'm not. I'm not. Well, you don't have to. It's my podcast. <laughs> don't give him a pass. Yeah, first, first of all, it's my it's my podcast, <laughs> and I'm going to give you this pass as long as you're nice for the rest of the episode. Hey, how can we make him sing the song for a game? Yes. Yep. Is there even That's a game? Punishment. I made a game. Okay. Oh yeah, Brad, you got to. Yeah, yeah, because listen, I do the work. 
<laughs> this isn't just fun and games for me. Nate, it is fun and games. Nate, wait, 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 what are you, my dad? Nate, how many movies have you watched over the past two days? Listen, I do the what? Work. How many Sorry. movies have you watched over the past two days? I worked. How many movies I have worked. you watched? I, you know what I watch? It doesn't matter. I watch the one that matters. Exactly. Like Placid. Yeah. You were. So no you one were, has ever said that. You were prescribed. <laughs> you were prescribed by a doctor to watch one movie, and instead you watched four others that didn't matter. Yeah, but like, if we're really gonna be honest about it, like these are the ones that are gonna get me money. <laughs> like if I watch, what are you a fucking producer on them? Yeah. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine, Mister Pretentious. Let's hear the fucking award De Palma winner Tiff tri- trivia champion movies. is it though because you hate terrence malick is that why you didn't want to watch it oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no no you i don't think have anything, a... i don't think it's terrence malick but he's one of those filmmakers where like you like if you've seen one terrence malick movie like you understand how the rest of them are probably going to be i like spielberg uh you're just <laughs> you're really pushing all my i buttons. mean spielberg is no george lucas but he's not thank god and thank <laughs> thank god george lucas came in and saved jurassic park thank you exactly it was a mess. Everyone in the industry I mean, he, says it. He said, I, yeah. I had George come in and color correct. Doesn't even know anything about what that means. And it was truly saved the film. Mm-hmm. True, true or false that he came in and color corrected at the end? 100% false. It was no, actually true. not it's even true. a dinosaur false. movie. It no, was all about alligators. It's actually true. If you listen to Smart List, you'd know that uh, because he had to start working on Schindler's List, yep. he wanted to. He had George Lucas come in and do. The oh, court. is that true? Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Steven Spielberg punched out your ass. No, 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 no. Spielberg literally told that story on. You know that's that, that, that podcast I shared with you so like I, three I times now. I told you I'm going to listen to it when I travel. I'm no, traveling this week. I'm just tired of your crap. But I'm also, Brad. I'm also so glad that you were so confident. In that also, you're, you're would like, you oh, rather? A hundred percent false, Ben. There's no way. <laughs> you're such a liar, Ben. I know Steven Spielberg. You don't talk to me about Steven Spielberg. You know the shit that he says all the time and the shit he tries to make up. He's so proud of. Lying, and you. And this is the one time where, like, he. he, I, he, like, I do think he was telling the truth, though, because it is. I, it's a podcast I also listen to because I shared it with you. And what would you rather me listen to the podcast or watch a hidden life? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess I'm disappointing you all over again. There's oh, a lot there of disappointment. it is. But I still what, love what, you. What did you watch? I love you. A lot. So Sundance is happening right now. I'm doing stuff virtually. We have a couple people from Slash from on the ground. We have a couple other people doing virtual stuff as well. So I'm watching some stuff at home. I'll also be going to Utah for the final weekend to see a few things in person, just uh, in Salt Lake City at the theaters that are playing there because we do have a satellite location that's not uh, in Park City where they have a few movie theaters that will be playing movies uh, from the festival. So the stuff that I've watched so far at home. Uh, has been uh, been pretty good for the most part. I'm, just, I'm not only talking about a few of them. Uh, one of the cool ones, uh, a documentary that I watched, is called Squaring the Circle, uh, the story of hypnosis, and that's H-I-P-G-N-O-S-I-S, and it's about uh, the two artists who eventually became kind of a like uh, a company of various artists who were responsible for creating some of the most iconic uh, classic rock covers of all time, like uh, Dark Side of the Moon for Pink Floyd, uh, Led Zeppelin, uh, wings and like uh, so this isn't a wrestling documentary no huh squaring the circle as in like the squared circle yeah is the no i know what you're saying i know what you're talking about but it's squaring the circle as in like the idea of putting like an album jacket over a vinyl record oh they should just oh. say that then yeah. uh so yeah but it's it's uh it's very cool it's the kind of documentary where it's like like you know essentially the the, the fathers and grandfathers of like you know classic modern rock uh, talking about the work that these artists did and the artists talking about how they came up with like their ideas for it and everything. And the funniest thing is like how some of the stuff is just like, well, we did this uh, just because we thought it looked cool. <laughs> like, it's nothing that's actually tied to the music or anything like that. And then they also t- have a thing where they talk about how 
they would come up with ideas without having any real link to like the music, but they would present them to the bands and be like, oh, this would be a cool album cover. <laughs> so there was a diner uh, on one side of the street and the only working bathroom on the other side of the street, and it was just across the street from Abbey Road. And so these four <laughs> guys, yeah. they just get sick to their stomach every day. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take a picture of these assholes walking across the street. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like... Uh, it, they had a, there's one funny moment where they're talking about uh, where they would recycle stuff where if like a band's turned it down they would just like present it to somebody else <laughs> you know ABBA didn't like this one so and, <laughs> yeah and so, and so one of them was uh, it ended up being the cover of uh, one of Wings albums and so and they talked to Paul McCartney thing and he's, he's like oh yeah he's like I think I did do that one yeah I remember that <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's, it's just a lot of cool stories like throwing back to classic rock and stuff like that uh, and another one I watched uh, is a movie with Daisy Ridley called uh, Sometimes I Think About Dying. Oh, wh- wh- what do you think? So, I don't know if you followed this. It's very Twitter, but um, somebody had posted recently, one of the film people posted, you know, it's unfair. Daisy Ridley has not had a career that she deserves after doing the Star Wars stuff. People have not been giving her good good material. I'm really interested because I think she has two films in Sundance this year. Um, or she has two independent films coming out, maybe not both of them in Sundance. What did you What did you think of this? And do you agree she's not been given good material? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a matter of her not not being given given good material. If anything, you know, I feel like she's probably not necessarily going out of her way to make a lot of huge blockbusters right now. Mm-hmm. She just did all the Star Wars movies. The there was one that came out that like was kind of a fumble, and it's not really necessarily her fault. It's just kind of the movie got like. Uh, held up in post production, and they were trying to like fix it, and that's Chaos Walking, which is like a sci-fi movie where she starred in Tom Holland. You probably yeah, never I, even I, heard I, of it. I actually did watch it. Um, yeah. Oh, you did. I, and it wasn't terrible. It wasn't yeah. terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. Yeah, and so and she's been in some lower key stuff. She was in a Sundance movie. I think it was last year, Ophelia, um, mm-hmm. which was you know uh, uh, it was a small movie. You know, so not a lot of people saw it. She also and I again, don't know Daisy Ridley. I've not met her what? yet. Um, yeah, I know. She also doesn't seem like somebody that's going to chase every project that comes her way either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's not as if she needs to. You know, she just did uh, Star Wars. You know, like it's not as if you're like, okay. Yeah, she'll be fine for a while. You know, she can do what she wants. So, and so this movie is uh, it's kind of like a diet Charlie Kaufman movie. Uh, it's very much a, a slow burn kind of uh, quirky dr- drama with like a little bit of like dry whimsy in it. And so she, uh, Brittany, watched the first ten minutes of it, and she's like, "This is walked out this of isn't the room. for me." It's the kind of movie that kind of gives her anxiety. Uh, but it's uh, Daisy Ridley plays this very. Uh, so did you say come back and sit down and watch this? No. So she plays this very timid, uh, sheepish girl who works in a, like a, an office. She just has a very mundane, banal kind of life. Uh, she goes through like this r- routine that's just very boring. But she comes out of her shell a little bit when there's a new guy at work and like he strikes up a conversation with her and they start dating. But she just has trouble coming out of her shell, even though. Uh, it does open up her world a little bit. But like, what I liked about this movie is uh, a lot of movies that are about depression like this, they really tackle it in like a big, heavy, dramatic way. Yeah. This is kind of like a, a mild depression that I feel like a lot of people will relate to. This, I, like, there's a lot of people out there who uh, have a difficulty being social and like, you know, and really like trying to like uh, talk to like a group of people, whether it's at you know at work or anywhere else. I get it. And this the, this relationship she has really, it's just it it's a baby step for her to like kind of start to like you know change how she approaches uh life a little bit and i kind of like that i, I like that it didn't that's why i say diet charlie kaufman because kaufman gets into some like really big heady stuff about you know emotion you know sadness and all that kind of stuff Two and this played by nicholas cage yeah, and this this one felt like it was just it was kind of like on the cusp and just like fellow wanted to tackle something that was maybe just like a little bit more relatable and not as you know big of a doom and gloom movie about depression so and daisy ridley is good is good in it too so i, I enjoyed it for the most part what else you got uh, uh, oh, this one was really good. Uh, it's called Radical, and it's uh, a movie that stars uh, Eugenio Derbez, who is- uh, How do you spell that? Uh, E-U-G, 
E-N-I-O. Well, let me try. D-E-R-B-E-Z. Uh, he is a famous, pretty famous uh, actor in Mexico. Uh, he's done some big comedies. Yeah, he's he's popped up in some uh, studio comedies here in the U.S. And mostly known for his comedy. But this is a drama. And it's in the same vein of like a, uh, a Dangerous Minds or a Stand and Deliver, where it's about a, a teacher who is working at a very difficult school. With He was in Coda. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the music teacher. Yep. Uh, and so he plays uh, he plays a teacher in this in a uh, a very rundown school in this very poor crim- uh, crime riddled town uh, in Mexico. Uh, but what's interesting about this one is usually when you see movies like this, they're dealing with teenagers who are like really seeing the hard side of life. They're either caught up in crime or stuff like that. This is a little bit more hard hitting because it deals with sixth graders living in Mexico who have to deal with pretty much the exact same thing, where they are like forced to basically become adults way sooner then they should have to. You know, you have you have this one young girl who is helping her mother raise her brothers and sisters. Uh, you have this other girl who's living with her ailing father and she goes to like the junkyard with him every day to collect metal from uh, piles of trash to get money so that they have enough food to eat. You have another kid who's getting recruited into like being part of this criminal ring uh, that is like, you know, where his brother gets his ass beat and stuff like that and they're killing people and all this stuff. And it's like, uh, it, even though it follows... A similar formula as like those kind of teacher movies, that having it set with kids like so young, it just it hits a lot harder, and it's it's just really good. It really pulls at your heartstrings. Uh, Eugenio Derbez is, is fantastic, and the kid actors in it are also stellar. But it's uh yeah, it's based on a true story too. That's he was uh, reminded me of that. I actually really really like him. He was in a movie released last year called The Valet. Did you see that one? I haven't seen that. No, uh, it was pretty good. Um, he was also in Dora the Explorer. Yes, he was. I've heard yeah. that's actually pretty good. It's very good, actually. Yeah, I the really show? enjoyed it for a kid. No, no they, did, the, they did a live action. They did a live action movie, but it was actually really fun. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was like a fun kind of family adventure. It was, yeah, absolutely. The last one I'll talk about is one that I watched today. Uh, it's called Still, a Michael J. Fox movie. No jokes, Ben. Um, and and so uh, I expected a documentary about Michael J. Fox to be great, just because he's a very beloved actor. Uh, everyone has followed, you know, his uh, struggle with Parkinson's disease and his efforts to try oh. and try and find a cure of it. That's what you were trying to. I was going to make a bad joke about that. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not sure that you that you won't still. Uh, no, no. I now I understand <laughs> what you're saying. But uh, so it, it's a documentary about his uh, his life and how his career came to be, and also how he's uh, juxtaposed with how he's dealing with with Parkinson's. Uh, and it's directed by Davis Guggenheim, uh, who directed an Inconvenient Truth. He's a very famous documentarian, and this was even better than I thought it was going to be because of how he directed it because what's so cool is every documentary that's about a celebrity uh when they run through their career you'll see clips from their movies and stuff like that you have the talking heads you find out about their life there's archival footage from their family videos like that that's all here but the way it's edited together is fantastic because he uses clips from michael j fox's movies to tell his story like he cuts like back and forth between different clips to play out things that Michael J. Fox is talking about in his talking heads so that it's still him expressing his emotion but you're not always just looking at Michael J. Fox telling his own story and on top of that uh, there's also these really cool dramatizations that they shot that link some of the clips as well so like when they're going through the process of what it was like for him to simultaneously work on Back to the Future and uh, Family Ties which was him Going back and forth, getting two hour, two to three hours of sleep a night, and then going back to Family Ties in the morning and back to the future at night. They do this really cool thing where they co- connect clips from the shows and movie with these interstitials that match perfectly with him, like coming on to set, like as 
in character basically gotcha. uh, and it's just shot in such a cinematic fashion and of course it's a, it's an uplifting and heartbreaking and touching story uh, you know as you yeah, find I, out I think I would struggle with that one honestly because it, it is I, I actually love Michael J. Fox yeah and so and it is, uh, it is sad to, to it, has, it is sad to see how you know he has deteriorated and especially like he has difficulty walking and stuff like that but it's I also I feel like I owe him to watch it because yeah. again and it is know. it's it is it's inspiring in a way too to see because like he's he's he doesn't he's not pitying himself he's not like depressed all the time like he's really like made the best out of his situation he's trying all the time to like make himself better and like and deal with it you know like he's like, he doesn't want you know your sympathy or you know or pity and not like in a disrespectful way like he's really is just like you know trying to live live life as it was given to him uh and yeah it's just it, it's it's a fantastic documentary so a lot of, a lot of steady cam footage or uh, what see i told you so what's interesting about michael j fox is he got diagnosed in 1991 right and so and he for, kept it secret from people for years. For thirty years, he, he's had Parkinson's, yep. and not, obviously not all of it publicly, but you know, for so much of our lives anyway. Yeah, yeah um, it was during Spin City that yep. he, he announced it. So, uh, but yeah, it's a great documentary. It'll be out on Apple TV Plus uh, at some point. It hasn't been oh, given that seems like it fits and there. a release yeah. date yet, but you'll be able to watch it there at some point this year. Looking forward to so, seeing yeah. it. And that's that's that. All right, I got plenty more coming. So next week, tune in. Cool. Um, Shut up, bitch. You want to talk about some <laughs> trailers, or you want to keep going on nineteen more depressing movies? They're not. They're not all depressing. Though. That sounded. I mean, so it sounded fun. like that one was pretty depressing. It's not yeah, though. It's great. I mean, depressing stuff. Brittany, I mean, Brittany even just welcome, said it's not super welcome depressing. to the podcast where it used to be fun. So define fun. <laughs> yeah, guys. Scream six. Yep. Scream VI. No, it's <laughs> Scream six. VI. Virtual reality. That's virtual reality. Uh, can we get into Scream? Because I do want to talk about some things. I've been um, into Scream since Jump Street. 21? Yeah. Scream 21. So Moving on. I don't know what we're doing. Did we? Okay. We all <laughs> watched this trailer. Hopefully our listeners have as well. If not, pause it. Go watch the trailer. Um, I, pull I'm, over. I'm, You're in the car. I'm pull getting over. a little annoyed with the Scream stuff. Okay. All right? that, I don't even want to hear this. Oh, no, 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 no. No, let me talk about this. Um, let, him let him talk. Let him finish. Let me, let me talk about this. Because we have Ghostface Killer. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. We just sat through four hours of, of, your fucking of you talking about, of you talking films about that great nobody's movie. gonna four, see. Yeah, nobody's hey, gonna see hey, these hey, films. Hey, and hey, we just had uh, to listen. Am to I it. complaining? Am I complaining? Hey, name am I any complaining? four of those titles. Am I complaining? That, uh, any, any four of those. Michael J. Fox sad so- story. Yep, yep. Am I am I complaining? Do you hear me complaining about these movies? The sound effects. The sound effects. Do you hear me praising these movies? I hear you. He's about to complain. He's about to complain for like five minutes. I'm not complaining. Here's my my issue. Is <laughs> these are these are Issues critiques, are not, complaints. not complaints. All right, there's a difference. Mm. Is we keep on seeing this. I don't understand in this universe that this is born into why they still allow these masks to be sold at your stores, and why <laughs> when you see someone with a mask, you don't run automatically because it's crazy I will say, if i, I will saw say, somebody okay, Nate, I, I will say i will i'll back you up here just in, in it's the, just like you're six in films the, into this the, guys don't trust anybody wearing the, this mask the one scene that really got me was they're in the subway it's a packed subway car and clearly the jig is up where there's a group of young people that are being haunted and stalked by the ghost killer. yeah they all look worried and they're all terrified and the, and the ghost killer is 35 people away in a packed train car and not one of these people just thought to be like hey that guy's a killer Somebody get him! Like you just yell. And it's his, a his, his, his weapon of choice is a knife. He's, he's I think if there's thirty of us, if there's thirty of us, we can get him. In New York, and he's not even a great fighter. In That's New York, my thing. In he's New not York. a skilled he's fighter. Not. He doesn't know karate. In New York, he's got a big. He's got a big swing. In New York, he's got a big and, yeah, he, swing. he leans back he leans really way far. Back. 
And then he's like, "Hey, I'm coming. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you. you. I'm gonna you get better." You. It's like how I, it's like how I, I tickled my little nephew. I'm like, "I'm coming, <laughs> like a I'm murderer." Coming. Yo, but with that's a exactly knife. What he does? He just has a knife, and I do the claw. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I do the claw. Here's the thing: in New York, no one fucking cares. But why not? They should. There have been multiple mass murders. Mass murders. These yeah, aren't no just little things, right? No one cares you, in New listen, York. You There's walk, danger in New York well, then, every you know day. What? New York, you have it coming to you. You, you have walk, it coming to you. You walk go. into a convenience store wearing a full-blown ghost face killer mask, and I'm the clerk. I'm pulling out a gun. On yeah, Halloween? So I'm, yes. <laughs> on Halloween? Yeah, because on the front of the store, it says, if you come in with a ghost face killer mask, I'm going to assume listen, you're here to kill listen. me, and I will kill you. I'm, I'm going to send you come I'm in go- without shoes. I'm going to send your mother to the arcade in a ghost face costume, and we're going to see what happens. Hey, leave Seal out of this. She's a saint, <laughs> she, and she wouldn't do it. But that's the thing. Keep my mother's name out your mouth. I want to talk about Gail Weathers. So <laughs> Gail Weathers wow, he's been has- he's, I told you he's going to complain. I told it's you he's going to complain. six films in, oh, Gail. This Gail, is, it's this six is, films in. This you're is fun, six though. films in, Gail, and you're shooting through a door that's closed, thinking you're going to hit the ghost face killer through a closed door. Has that ever worked for you, Gail? Has it? No, it doesn't work for you. So, you got to see him. Oh, so here's, shoot him in the freaking head. So here's the and message. And it's done. Movie over, roll credits. Here's the message Actually, from Nate. Actually, no, don't roll credits, because there's always going to be two of them. Always. Here's the message from Nate. Uh, shoot give first. Up. Give up. No, shoot first, ask questions later, <laughs> but make sure you, sh- you can see their face when you, you shoot them. That's in what face. I'm saying. If you're going to shoot them, also, shoot them in the head. I will say, if Gail Weathers is, if this is a grounded movie in, in, in a reality, there's no way if I'm Gail Weathers, I'm not like sleeping with a gun. Yes. Like, I'm not super and pro the, Second like, Amendment here, but for her specifically, in America, she should be the one that gets to go anywhere, <laughs> just carrying all the time. Like, court, the DMV, Southwest Airlines. Just oh no no it's fine it's Gail Weathers she needs that gun because Ghostface is on a is on a Spirit Airlines flight flight coming to the same destination and they they go in the trailer watch the trailer everyone all right and you're gonna see this you're gonna agree with me I guarantee you so they go into this uh, like museum of Ghostface killer <laughs> memorabilia who does that I don't know but the original Ghostface killer costumes from all of the killers right going back to the first film are there I don't know if the television series ones are there I don't know. But the, the all of them are there. They go in there. You know what? I would take a step in there, and I'd be like, "Not, not doing this." And I'm, I'm actually leaving. And don't ever try to call me again. <laughs> Why is everyone like, you know what? Let's look at this. This looks interesting. People look. love true crime. Here's a steel door reveal of six murder costumes and a slow roll. And the like, door closes behind you. Know what? We should go check this out Jeez further. Louise. There it's are so just... many true crime podcast hosts who would be like, fuck yes, let's go in here now. But as much as I've got some critiques of this, this is so much better, looks so much better than Evil Dead Rise. Do you agree? Oh yes. my gosh. It does look better than that. Yeah, but this whole this whole vendetta you have about Evil Dead Rise is just because A, Nate, you're a baby, and B, Ben, you're blind. <laughs> I just want you to humbly admit that Evil Dead Rise looks like it sucks. I will never humbly do anything <laughs> in my yeah. life. And you know what? <laughs> I have never done it yet. Cut. I won't do it now. Cut, print, we're good. <laughs> yeah. And repeat it as much as you want to. <laughs> I will never humbly do anything. All right. So moment. fans of the podcast, um, uh, again, know that I'm not a huge horror fan, uh, but I have seen all the Scream movies and I, I do like Scream. What do you guys think, though, of Nev Campbell not being in this? Is this going to be a loss, you think, for the film? So I'm conscious? I'm curious to see because the, the apparently the reason that she's not in it is because they didn't offer they en- enough. Yeah. And which is totally fair. I Part of me wonders if it's the kind of thing where 
uh, maybe they'll they'll have figured it out at some point, and maybe she'll have some kind of cameo at the end of the movie. Uh, or maybe it'll be the kind of thing where it's okay that she's not in this one because if they can get her back for the next one, they'll be able to do something cool with her as opposed to just you know having her in here somewhere yeah, and, re- and repeating the, the formula. Director or maybe the writers had said the I new do, writers had like said it. they want like, to bring her back. We got five million dollars and she's like no, and so like all right, well we won't have her in this one. We'll offer ten for the next one, and it would have been like we had. Well, I think the, the budget for this isn't actually all that much. Uh, I was pretty. Surprised the budget for the screen movies usually aren't very high. That's yeah. one of the reasons they keep making them is they don't they're not too expensive. Also though, the last what. Three or four or five, six. Uh, they've made money, all of them. Oh yeah, of course. They usually make. So you can up money. the budget a little bit. It was thirty-five million was the budget for this one, which again is a ton of money, but not a ton when you think about in the, in the relative, yeah, the relative space of big studio movies. That's a very, very yeah. low. Budget. And you look at who's all in there, right? The open, yeah. This is going to do sixty million dollars opening weekend as long as when's it open? Well, is it open in- it's particularly going to do well because you you've got um, uh, Jenna Ortega, I think, at the right at the yeah. prime of popularity when right does now. When does it released? Uh, March tenth. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. I thought maybe like he, they would do a Halloween release and then you'd make a lot of money. No, but you've got they Jenna won't Ortega. make a lot of money in March because they won't really have much competition. Yeah, there's just not a lot coming out. And then they'll just hold it for the DVD until Halloween. Uh, I don't think so. They'll probably release it. Before so, then. what do you guys think is Stu going to be the <laughs> main killer? No, that's, I, no, that's a that's a very like it's uh, all uh, over uh, right uh, now. Unless he's flat out lying, I think Matthew Lillard already debunked that. I don't think he did. Pretty sure he did. No, I. So, no, did you listen to Smartless, Brad? Well, uh, what, what what's Smartless again, Ben? Because uh, Matthew Laird was on there, and he said, no, "I'm just." Joking. No, I actually, I, I don't is know. It if Laird this or Lillard? Lillard, Lillard. But I, Laird. I did see a video clip um, of him saying that actually he was supposed to be the killer in the third film. Yes. Um, but that the there have been talks with him to come back, and he has pretty much confirmed he's oh, not th- dead. This, this is what it was. No, uh, screenwriter Kevin Williamson. Recently debunked a theory that Matthew Lillard's character is alive, but he's not. He he hasn't done the last. This isn't his film, though. Yeah, but like I mean, it's that that's that that's supposed to be canon, though. I mean, so sure they could undo it if they wanted to, but I feel but they've never said it in the actual films that he's dead. Sure, that's what I'm saying. So I mean, so the new writers, the new directors, they can bring him back. They've not. They've not. They've not said it. You've had a director that I personally think that's a mistake. But I I I think there's a lot of rumors that he might be, but I don't know. I think that's just wishful thinking from people it could who, be. who keep yeah. wanting to bring a lot of people just want back. right. Yeah. They they want that to come back. Yeah, so. or we'll ha- yeah, let's bring back uh, Jamie Kennedy as yeah. the killer. He wouldn't be the killer. Bring what? him back like he didn't no, die because he got pissed because he got killed, and now he's like, you know what? No, I'm I'm now I'm pissed. No, bring back, <laughs> bring back David Arquette. Bring, just, you know what? He just died. Uh, put David Archuleta in the series. Who's that? It's from American Idol. A former Mormon. He's not Mormon anymore. A foreman. Oh. A foreman. How about how about David Ortiz? Oh, I like David Ortiz. Yeah, all right. Bring Big know, Poppy. Yeah, David, David Ortiz. Scream has Seven. But Big Poppy played by Keenan Thompson. Have some people who get killed by Coco Football and and Coco <laughs> Maru. <laughs> all right, moving on. So I get a lot of flack on this podcast no. because I watch a lot of TV and bring up different TV things. And Brad, Not to mention your bad wait, ideas. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. And Brad's like, "This is a food podcast." Was that that was right on for? Brad, I'm pretty right? sure last time. Food podcast. I'm pretty sure last time Ben complained it's about TV trailers. Podcast. You were the one who said, "No, we watched the trailer for Andor and she." Yeah, we have she, yeah. many times. Yeah, oh, when, both you guys. When both you guys. This when, is not a film podcast. When appropriate. This is a film and television trailer podcast. No, it's not. It's okay for no, for for the record. It is absolutely not. But we're going to talk about trailers okay, so, go, go, of a go, television go, show. Go, go. We talk we talk about trailers for TV shows if they f- feel like they have like a big link to cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 
that, that, no, no, that is yeah, not true. true. That is it not is true. true. That is, no, no. That's why we're we making arbitrary rules no, to try to make you feel better been, to say we have a film podcast. This has been we happening. We have a film and television. It's podcast. been happening for years. We watched the trailer for Stranger Things. We we watched the trailer for how, She Hulk. Wait, 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 several wait, of the how Marvel is Stranger shows. Things have any connection to film? It is literally emulating some of the best sci-fi movies of the 1980s. Are, are you kidding me? So that's all we have to do is find a like a a Kevin a, Bacon a connection, deep, a deep-seated connection to movies. Yeah. Yes. So it's a TV show. It's a blockbuster TV like, show. Like, I don't know, if they're going to make a sequel to a very, very famous your Mel rules, Brooks film. I, I want to go on record. Your rules are arbitrary, and they all suck. Hey, guess Moving what, on. Guess what, Nate? This is our fucking podcast. Not anymore. It's Nate's. It's uh, Nate's all right, well, then I guess we're not talking about this trailer. All right, History of the World History Part 2. of the Scheduled World to premiere on Hulu two. on March 6th. Um, it's a sequel to the 1981 film. Oh, interesting. History of the World Part 1. Wow. Um, you are a big Mel Brooks fan. Uh, I mean, I think we all we are. All but are. you, Should I be. think, recently watched I'm, I'm talking Mel to Brooks the listener right now. You better be. Um, yeah. Brad, what do you think of this? Uh, I think it looks fun. I, I I do want to see it, you know, before I like I actually like really get super excited Wrong. about it. This is awesome. This is amazing. <laughs> ben and I watch Put this together. We're like, this is incredible. Right now. I am so hyped for this. <laughs> you shut up. This here's is my be amazing. Here's your freak. Here's my hesitation. Oh my god. I, I, I oh, oh, who's who's critical now? Hey Ben, who's critical now? Yeah. Oh, I've got a complaint. Oh, let me. Just I have keep... legit criticisms of the sixth film in a series that doesn't need to be made, and this is the continuation of something. Thank that you has for not... admitting your criticisms don't need to be made. Uh, History of the World Part Two. No, it looks very funny. I am I'm interested in seeing it. However, I, my concern. Is that there is a little bit about it that feels like it's cheap in a way, in the in the same way that Whoa. like a like a like a, a like in the same way that it has a visual like style year love like year one. Remember year one? No, because no, that no was one saw awful. that. It was terrible. You saw it. You know exactly what I'm talking. I about. really didn't see it. No, the girl from um, uh, Ted Lasso's in there, right? You're talking about the one with like the caveman with yes, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I didn't. Uh, but the time—that's it's, it's all I know. <laughs> the time, the time-spanning comedy, where like it's basically like an anthology comedy of telling all these different like you know funny parody style stories from throughout time, and I this has that similar kind of look. The talent involved here is definitely uh, on on par with it, but like the the look of it doesn't feel like it has the same cinematic style that History of the no, World Part One did. I understand, but if you're making a TV show that's a sequel to the movie, you should at least try and emulate it's its, a its visual style. It's a series. I understand, but I so is s- Stranger Things, as we just talked about, and that They're looks like not- a fucking movie. Yeah, because it's a hundred million fucking dollar an episode. I'm right? not saying it needs to look like Stranger Things. Oh. What I'm saying is they could ah. at least make it look a little bit less uh, you know cheap. What? You know what? I'll send that note to Mel Brooks. Please do. I, I mean, Nick Kroll is, is part of this, and he's also a writer. Ike Barinholtz is part of this, and he's also a writer. Uh, Wanda Sykes is in the cast and, and also a writer. There, there's great comedic potential here. The stuff that's in the trailer is really funny. There, I just I just wish that it- who's who. It's yes, everybody. I know. The cast is, yeah. The, there's, there's like, the, the best names in comedy are in this trailer. Uh, I just wish it looked a little less cheap. That's my only complaint. I, otherwise, I'm very excited to see it. I'm very excited to see it. My only concern is that it feels cheap, and I hope that it's not. That's what I, that's what see, I, I think said when I met I you. I honestly feel like it's like part of the charm. I feel like they're going for like an up, an, uh, like a more a list version of like a drunk history. Sure, that's fine, but then make it look a little bit better than drunk history. But that's that's, that's thing, all like, I'm saying. I don't think it looked that bad. Like, I don't think it looks terrible. I but I still think it looks cheap, and and, I, and not as cinematic as the original movie. Like I don't like they have kind of bad wigs on on purpose. It's not like they're trying to like. Oh well, we don't have the budget to get a good wig. They're purposely choosing one that doesn't look very good. I mean, like, I think it's the a world choice. Part One wasn't like you know the biggest blockbuster film. No, but it looked it still looks cinematic, and you, and you can make something look cinematic without spending millions of dollars. Like they're like Sundance movies do it all the time. 
That's all I'm saying. Like that. That's my only complaint. Of course, he brings the back quality. Sundance. The quality yeah. of of the of of writing and the co- comedic talent aside. Like, sure, it look. I'm excited because I love Mel Brooks, and it's great that he's still doing something. But it looks cheap. You look cheap. <laughs> you look. Cheap. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and you know what? We don't give a shit about your opinion about this uh, amazing series that's coming out. That's all right, March hey guys, on Hulu. You you lost all credibility when you decided to be a little whiny baby about Evil Dead Rise. So. I wasn't a whiny baby. It just doesn't look that good. Oh, yeah, that? How do you get to critique this uh, series from Mel Brooks? And we give a, a, a little bit of criticism. It's for literally Evil Dead Rise my job. That looks terrible. <laughs> Legitimately looks terrible, Evil Dead Rise. And you think we're wrong. Because A, you are. And B, I'm not. Like, well, I just need to make sure that I keep sucking the dicks of all the other critics. <laughs> you know, and I, I got to it's my job to make sure that, like, the critics' uh, score and the audience score uh, are pushed as far apart as humanly possible. Because, you know, the, the audiences are real dumb, and me and my circle jerk friends, you know, we're, we're the only ones' opinions that matter. All right. I'm Brad Oman. Yeah, hey, definitely moving on. Listen, listen, boys, boys, girls, boys. Yes. I ben, tell a, me more about the Gerard no, no, Butler movie. And I, have, I have a game. Plane? It's yeah. great. No, not boys, that. Boys, I have a game. And it's based on Mel Brooks, who Ben and I love. Um, <laughs> but Brad says you didn't watch my film. You have to create the song for this. No, I'm not doing the song anymore. I'm I'm too mad. <laughs> you want a song? You could you talk to your. So you're, you're backing out on your movie, and you're backing out of the game. Yep, song? don't care anymore. Don't talk like to your, talk to your friend Ben. See if, see if you get a good song out of him this time. Wow. And maybe maybe he'll do it Aggressive. now because he's gonna do it out of spite. Let's see. Let's see if he does it. You know, Brad is getting on a plane, going far away. Nate and Ben are gonna play a game. So many things that I wanna say. Mm. You know I like my games a little bit longer. I just wanna choose this game right now. Wow. I don't wanna lose this game to Brad. That's good, buddy. I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. All right, this is a game. uh, That was literally out of spite. Yeah. That was a spiteful song. So it takes a lot for him to want to do that. And. That's how mad he is right now. So, <laughs> But I am really looking forward to this game. All right. So I am going to give you actors of Mel Brooks films. The first person that buzzes in wins the point. Okay. So I'll say, for instance, um, you know. Wait, wait, all I have to do is buzz in. I don't have to be right. Well, no, you have to be right. Oh, okay. Oh. Like, I was but, like, yeah, yeah. I'll just buzz in. I need, I need you to buzz. create a buzzers. Okay. Mine will be. <coughs> all right. No. That's what you no, want. No, 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 no. No, hey, he gets to be. Him. He can't can't Stop. do that. No, Stop. because uh, no. Him, Whoa, hey, let him be him. What? No, do not do the fucking cough as the buzzer. Jesus I can, Christ! I can cough as a buzzer. No, stop that. <laughs> Why are you so negative tonight? That's it's such a pain in the ass. To... <laughs> Talking from the editor of the podcast. <laughs> no, like... don't do the cough as the sound. Okay, all right, fine. All right, figure out a new one. All right, what do you got? I got. <laughs> Whatever. That's not a cough. That's not like a full cough. That's just like a my something's the in my throat. Is, the look on Brad's face right look, now. Look, it's just like a maybe something's in my throat. Maybe not. <laughs> what do you think about that? All right. I think Bailey's having more fun right now than anybody. All right. So, the, uh, the, for example, all right. I'll say my. I'll say Ben. That'll be my buzzer. It'll be really. And again, really Brad, easy. what is your buzzer? Fuck off. <laughs> All right, all right. So I will give you names of actors in this film. You have to name the film, right? So buzz in, and they're Mel Brooks movies. The film, all of them are Mel Brooks movies. Bonus point if you get the year that the film was made. Oh, okay. All right, let's start. All right, Lisette Anthony. 
Harvey Corman. Ben. Go ahead. Blazing Saddles. That is wrong. Amy Yazbek. Leslie Nielsen. Peter McNichol. Stephen Weber. Brad. Fuck yeah, off. That's, a, that's not, I was going to say. Fuck off. Yeah, there we go. Dracula Dead and Loving It. Correct. Bonus point if you know the year. Uh, 1998. 1995. You still Damn get a point, it. though. Okay. Harvey Corman wasn't in Blazing Saddles. What? That's well, not. You got to go with the whole cast. Yeah. Like, like he. Yes, Harvey Corman was actually in quite a few Melvin yeah. films. Oh, okay. but, but that's why it's, it's a trick. Yeah. Oh. You, you got to listen to the names, right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, oh, so he was, or? <laughs> Howard Morris. Stuart Pankin. Leslie Ann Warren. Jeffrey Tambor. Ben. Yeah. Young Frankenstein. Nope. And if you don't know, I will give you the actual description of the film. Are you ready for the description of the film? Yeah, because I'm blanking. A fluent and arrogant businessman, Goddard Bolt, feuding with rival Vance Craswell over a land deal, makes a bet with Craswell that he has the wits and street smarts to live penniless and anonymous on the rough streets of Los Angeles for 30 days. But Bolt has a rude awakening when the reality of homelessness hits him. Still, he finds a silver lining in a burgeoning romance with Molly, played by Leslie Ann Warren, a former Broadway dancer who has fallen on hard times. It's okay if you don't know it. Just admit it. You're not a fan of Mel Brooks. I, fuck off. That's my buzzer. Oh, wait, I was to say, <laughs> Brad, go ahead. Yeah, I can't buzz in anymore because I lost. So I'm just waiting. Do you know? Is it? I think I do, but I, I'm, I already. Okay, I well, guess. once you guess, you get to go again. Is it the original producers? Co- incorrect. Trading Places? That's not a Mel Brooks movie, though. <laughs> and, and, and it's Jamie Lee Curtis is the one he falls in love with. So that's why I was, I mean, that's what I thought first. All right. then I, I thought was maybe like, he wrote it. Yeah, well, I know. Okay, what about this? I'll give you this. Made in 1991. Our listeners are probably like screaming it right now. I'm a 1991. Yeah. Leslie Ann Warren, Mel Brooks, obviously he's in it as well. Um, Jeffrey Tambor, Stuart Pankin, Howard Morris in 1991. And he's also in it, but he's in most of his films, and at least in a limited role. Yeah, I'm totally. Sorry. I have no idea. I can't a movie even... called Life Stinks. Oh, okay. Wow, that's yeah. maybe you not seen that one. No. Okay. I'm not sure if it's one of his more acclaimed ones. It it actually has very good reviews. Is it? But yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's All right. Totally out of my wheelhouse. It's then. okay. Um. Here's another one. Madeline Kahn, Cloris Leachman. Fuck off. No. <laughs> Young Frankenstein. No. Ah. Harvey Blazing Saddles. Well, did you buzz in or no? Ben. All right. Blazing Saddles. No. Shit. Harvey Corman, Dick Van Patten, Ron Carey, Howard Morris, and Mel Brooks. What's fun about these is he uses the same yeah. actors in every film. High Let anxiety. Are you going to buzz it or not? It doesn't well, matter. We, we, it's over we anyway. lost, yeah, yeah, we both lost. It is high anxiety. I will yeah. give you a point to anybody that gets the year. 1969. 1975. Close. 77. Ooh. All right. Isaac Hayes. Dave Chappelle. Robin Hood Men in Tights. Correct. What year? Ooh, Robin Hood Men in Tights came out in 1993. Correct. I hope you're keeping track of your points because I'm not. Um, I have two because that's the first two that I've gotten. <laughs> I think Brad has at least two. But, or I, you have two. I total. have one. One? Okay. So 
we'll end the game here so that you win. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have another uh, one though? Come on. No, I have plenty more actually. Dick Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a buzzer, even though it sounded like a buzzer. <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder. Billy Macy. Estelle Winwood. Zero Mistelle. Fuck off. The producers. Correct. What year? 1971. 1969. 1967. You were both. Ah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Tied up to a piece, Brad. Ooh. That's not your buzzer. Ow. That isn't either. Frank. That one is. Frank Langella. Ron Moody. Dom. Robert Loja. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Dom DeLuise. Ben. You have to have a no. You have to have a guess after you say <laughs> mafia. Incorrect. It's not, not even a Mel Brooks movie. I, I forgot. That's it's a, a parody. That's a that's a Zucker Abrams Zucker I, movie. See, but I, I get them confused sometimes. That's you're doing better. And also, Dom DeLuise plays a really funny role yep. in that movie. Diana Copeland. I will now read. I will now read <laughs> I, it's the summary of the I will film. now read a story in the wake of the, of the Bolshevik the Re- Revolution. Erstwhile Count uh, Ippolit. I don't know how to pronounce that, played by Ron Moody, has been reduced to being a simple clerk. But before his mother-in-law dies, she reveals to him and local priest Father Fyodor that the family jewels, the thought lost, are hidden in one of 12 English chairs that once adorned their mansion in Moscow, partnering with our small-time hood, Ostep Bender, played by Frank Langella. Uh, Ippolit races to find the loot before Father Fyodor, who wants it for himself. Yeah, I had not heard of this. Yeah, so I have no idea what this is. It's a film from 1970, a Mel Brooks film called The Twelve Chairs. Uh, wow. I recognize the title. I just said it, but I would have never been able to like to guess it. Sounds that. like we need to go a little bit more of a deep dive of Mel Brooks films. Yeah. No, honestly, I, I, and these are all very highly rated, but again, I don't know if everyone has seen these. It's almost like Mel Brooks. At this point, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's so much before my time that I, I and, and I know this is not the same, but like old like Charlie Chaplin films. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of those. Yeah. I, I really do. You guys want a couple more? No. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. All right. Mel Brooks. <laughs> Daphne Zuniga. Dick. Uh, fuck off. Van Patten. Spaceballs. What year? 1987. Correct on both. Both. So how many points do you have now? That's four. What do you have, Ben? Two. All right. Harvey Corman. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm giving you. <laughs> Harvey Corman. Gene Wilder. Slim Pickens, ben. Alex Karras. Did you say it? Yeah. I said Ben. Yep. No, you, you again. Young, the young game Fra- means Frank- you have Frank- to. Frank- nope. Damn it. Fuck off. Yeah. Blazing Saddles. Correct. What year? Nineteen seventy-nine. Seventy-four. Shit. Okay, just a couple more. All right. Uh, Gene Wilder again. Terry Gar. Ben. Fuck off. That was Ben first. Yeah, that was Ben. Robert, <laughs> uh, Young Frankenstein. Correct. What year? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I'll just, ra- I really do have to just randomly guess here. It could be, I'm going to say 84. 74. Correct. The same year that uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein came out the same wow. year. Yeah. Huge year for Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder. All right. I've got one more for you. How does that, because it's black and white, it throws me off. Yeah. One more for you. 
Anne Bancroft. Ben. History of the World Part 1. No. Damn, I, I, thought have, you were, I thought you were going to end on that I one. would have listened to a couple more. I, would have, um, I thought you were going to end on that one. I was, I was playing a little gamesmanship there. Jose Ferrer, who is the uncle of who? Jamie Farr. George Clooney. Oh. George Gaines. Is that Chris Gaines' brother? Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd. Jack Riley. Tim Matheson. Charles Durning. I will give you now the description. Frederick Bronski and his adulterous wife, Anna, played by Anna, played by Anne Bancroft, are a pair of hammy actors running a low-rent theater in Warsaw, Poland. When the Nazis invade, the Bronskis find their theater becoming a makeshift refuge for local Jews and a gateway to the Polish underground. Using their limited acting skills, the members of the theater troupe attempt to deceive the Nazis and lead an escape. Meanwhile, a Polish pilot played by Tim Matheson thinks he has found a spy in England. Fuck off. 1941. <laughs> it does sound like it. You said fuck off. Yeah. Uh, to be or not to be? Correct. What year? Ooh. 1981. 83 close. Shit. Good job. Nice. Hey, good job, guys. Good job with your with your nine points. <laughs> and those are um, films that I think many of us still need to watch because there was a couple on there Man. I have not seen. But reading the premises, I'm like, I bet that's funny. Here's, you how, know? here's how dumb I am. When 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 you said Slim Pickens, the only reason I didn't guess Blazing Saddles is because I thought that I had previously said Blazing Saddles and I was correct. Like three answers. <laughs> you did say Blazing Saddles. I know, but I thought you actually yeah. got it. And I was like, oh, well, it can't be Blazing Saddles because I already got that one right. That's how dumb I am. Yep. So um, actually, this was a list I found online of the top 10 Mel Brooks films. Oh. Um, but again, I think obviously that's debatable. But some of these I have not seen. So some of them I, I certainly want to because if they're they're rated that highly. I remember like some of them. watching High Anxiety in college and really liking it. Yep. Yep. They're silly, and I like Mel Brooks' yeah. silliness. I just love me some good spoofs. It's a shame that they uh, got ruined by epic movie and date movie. Superhero we actually, movie. Ben and I briefly movie. talked about that before the podcast, about how spoofs, current spoofs have ruined the Mel Brooks. You know, or Well, like, they not current spoofs, because current spoofs, they're a lot more rare now. And, we say yeah. current meaning like yeah. those ones, though. Sorry, sorry. Okay, Our yeah, generation yeah. of spoofs. Yeah, because, because, almost, like, because after like, scary movie. Yeah, yeah. because Walk Hard, uh, yeah, they, and those they, are they came together. Those are different. Um, uh, yeah. uh, Pop star, pop yeah, star, pop star yeah, you know, yeah. um, those are great, right? Yeah. But most of the ones that are the one that have the the one that has the word movie yeah. after them, yeah. except for scary movie and maybe scary movie two, which was kind of. Funny. I actually don't really like scary movie two, really? but I oh li- no wait, it's scary movie three. I like scary movie three because it's it's is that it, the one with Charlie Sheen in the beginning? Yeah, and it's Zucker Abrams as Zucker. They yeah, came yeah, back yeah, to yeah. do it. Brittany was talking about how she likes the the Chris <laughs> Elliott and the, with my strong hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. he mixes the mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I, I remember when I saw Scary Movie 3, because I, I grew up watching Airplane, and I went to go see it at the LaPorte Movie Theater when we still had one. Airplane? Uh, no, Scary Movie 3. <laughs> and there were there were maybe like, I don't know, 20 people there watching Scary Movie 3. And at the, there's a moment towards the end uh, when Leslie Nielsen comes into, it's the basement, it's a parody of the scene from Signs, the finale, and he opens the door and he goes, I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. I was the only one who laughed because, like, nobody else yeah, got, yeah. got it. And it's like important. They're dumb. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. That's why we're here. We're trying to make it better. All right. Anything else, boys? Uh, that was a great podcast, except for Brad's hot take about how he doesn't like Man, Mel Brooks. Was, I didn't know. Ben, ben, sidebar. Yeah. 
He was grumpy. Was that just yes. me or was that? You were real grumpy. When, yeah. someone, when someone comes on this podcast and they say stupid shit about Scream, I mean, get out of here. No, you're I, grumpy. Uh, no, uh, actually, hey, Britt. Hey, Britt. He's been grumpy all weekend. Okay, thank you. Wow. Thank you. He, he wears it on his face. I can see bye, the Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Nah, cheating, eh?